Hello and welcome to another episode of Melissa Time. My name's Melissa. I am your host. Here we go once again. I'm pretty amped up today. Uh, I've been actually pretty good on energy lately and focus. And that's always been two things that have been big issues with me for my entire life. And initially I thought it was because I was a raging alcoholic for a while. Uh, Did I say for a while? For most of my life so far. And um, that's slowly changing now every year that I go without drinking heavily. But, you know, it's still uh, about 60-40 at this point. So I used to drink a bunch And I always thought that that was the reason why I was always foggy and out of focus and I couldn't really concentrate on things. And then I just completely stopped. I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking weed. I I started trying to live a little healthier. I always have lived healthy-ish in parallel with binge drinking. But this time, I really, really don't want to drink anymore. But then the fogginess and the out of focusness stayed. I was just, I just couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And then I, I kind of used like a sort of like a self-diagnosis. This is tentative, but then I thought maybe like, do I have ADD or something like that? You know? And it's like, I, I don't have healthcare. I can't check. So, and I don't know that there are free resources out there about that. I mean, I definitely have trouble with focus, but here's the thing. Um, now I realize a, a part of it might have been due to uh, vitamin B deficiency because, I mean, this is such a long, long round. This is, this is a girl story, okay? It's going to go all over the fucking place, but it's getting to a point, I promise you, okay? And this is mostly if you have issues like that and maybe, I don't know, you've been wondering why you're unable to focus or unable to concentrate on tasks and maybe you're like, oh, do I have ADD? I'm too broke to go check with a doctor and nobody cares. So uh, also, you know, I have a sibling that was diagnosed with ADHD when he was a kid. So, um, you know, it's likely that I have it. Maybe milder, but definitely yes. So anyway, you know, in my spare time, I do these crazy deep dives into Soft White Underbelly, this YouTube channel where they just exclusively interview people who have just all sorts of interesting stories, but they're all kind of fucked up. Basically, like most, most, uh, a big chunk of the interviews are people that live on Skid Row, for example, in the, on the West Coast. And other people have, you know, like unique kinks and um, uh, drug addictions. And maybe they have a story about how they live their whole life on heroin or some shit like that, you know, or... or um, there's a woman who's a sex addict, right? And she just, she has kids and all, and it's a secret life, but she'll, she'll fly out to any part of the country to go have sex with some guy or a gangbang or something like that. And there's a girl that has like a baby fetish where she likes to pretend she's a baby. Uh, you know, there's crackheads, there's, uh, junkies, there's schizophrenics, there's people that are just like flat out in some kind of psychosis as they're being interviewed because they're off their meds, you know, uh, it's all kinds of people. And uh, some of them, uh, some some people are just cross-dressers or maybe some people are just trans and like that's their particular thing and it's not necessarily something that's uh, malignant, you know? But essentially most of these people, what they have in common is uh, child molestation. <laughs> and uh, I guess, I mean, that that YouTube channel has is perfect for 
understanding why you shouldn't touch kids. It's never actually... You ever notice how, like, aside from the horrific act of touching a child uh, in a sexual manner and doing more, right? And then the child porn and all that stuff that's that's just so hard to eradicate and catch people in the act of, you know, engaging in and all that. And uh, all the sex trafficking, just barely pubescent uh, kids all over the place, right? You know, there's the horror... Right. There's the horrific reality of just that happening in and of itself. But, you know, I don't think anybody really talks about or has like a good grasp on what happens after, like the years after that kid gets touched. And it seems to me, based on this YouTube channel, that they all essentially end up on skid row or some kind of emotional skid row, psychological skid row. And, um, other people, you know, didn't get sexually molested, but maybe they're schizophrenic or something like that. But there's many ways to be fucked up and um, and kind of get thrown into this almost like twilight world where things are still in, in a almost early human pre-civilization uh, strata of human society. It's like this, this weird, I mean, it's, it's pretty well named to YouTube, soft white underbelly. You know, it's like this weird membrane that we can't quite get rid of. It's this like muck, right? It's what people call, you know, people call people like that scum and they call them all kinds of names and stuff. But I think it's, it's a, this like lack of understanding about the fact that there's just this membrane reality that if, when you get, when you get thrown through it for whatever the reason, whatever trauma or bullshit that happened to you or whatever thing happened with your brain or your whatever drug addiction or that, you know, makes you kind of go here. Um, you're, you're in a different world. You're, you're living in a world that's parallel to the daylight world where everybody's walking around and hating their jobs and getting lattes and just like, you know, passively contemplating suicide, you know, but these people are living in this this dark gritty underworld but it's not the underworld it's like they pass you by on the street they it's this weird like double reality that we have and uh, you know there's a huge homeless problem so that shit is growing you know so it's it's like there's two cities in every city there's the city of the twilight people you know and then there's everybody else who you know is lucky enough to not have fallen in through that net or through that membrane into this this different world. You know what it reminds me of, actually? It's basically like Naked Lunch. You know, it's William S. Burroughs. I mean, he basically was in that world. The only thing is that he was so, he was so blasted high out of his mind uh, on heroin and all kinds of shit that it just probably uh, inspired him to write it that way where it's just like you're living in this insanity um, like nightmare dream world where things just kind of bleed into each other. People bleed into reptiles, into insectoids. And then there's a, there's this like psychological, uh, component where suddenly the world just seems like, like the stakes are just infinitely high and like your soul is on the line. And there's this giant, like universal war between good and evil. Like this, this world exists in it's almost mythical because half the people there or more than half the people are just so stoned that reality starts to leak 
you know, and, and like drip and get fucked up, you know, and it's like you, you start to wonder what's really happening even. And it's, it's like naked lunch, you know, you should read that book. It's really good. It's so good. It's an insane book, but really insightful and just brutally honest. And nothing describes that book more than the part of the book where he's talking about naked lunch. Everyone's just like frozen in under this fluorescent light, this ugly glare that's just exposing them right as they're consuming food. It's just, anyway, all right. See, look, I went way off. Okay, see, if you had any doubt that I possibly have ADD, there it is, right, you know? So I know where I'm going with this, but I went way off, right? So I'm watching this YouTube channel, and, you know, I see one about a lady who has postpartum depression, right? And that's basically when you drown your kids in a tub. That was an interesting one because people don't understand that mental illness um, very well. It just kind of seems monstrous, right? You just kill your kids. But she kind of laid it out and described what it felt like. She didn't kill her kids, right? But she did have like a psychotic break every time she had a kid, which I think was twice. Each time she had this psychotic break. And uh, she didn't have anyone who could help her. I think medical care, just the medical industry failed her. Big surprise. Like that never happens. And she just started reading and figuring out how to help herself and take all these medications and all that stuff. But she also said that she had major issues with fogginess and focus and stuff. And that one of the things that helped her was methylated B vitamin because she discovered when she took a blood test that her B levels were way down. And so she, it seemed like she couldn't process regular B vitamin. So she got methylated B and it breaks it down for you. And so your body can absorb it better. And I tried it and actually it's, um, it's been working, which is crazy. So I think for probably most of my life, except for moments where I just happened to eat like a shit ton of kale or something, and uh, got enough fiber in my diet. I was probably vitamin B deficient. And mm, yeah, I don't know. So if you suffer from that, you should check it out because that, I can't even believe how well that worked. It's it's not 100%, like I'm not 100%, but in terms of how clear I can, I'm capable of getting, it, it was pretty, it's been pretty good. So I don't know, that's pretty cool. You should try it. You should try it. That's all I'm saying. Just try it. Other than that, that breakthrough, that's why I guess pedophilia because of that YouTube channel. And then the thing came out with Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish, where I think he's getting sued now for grooming of a child. I He did open up in some stupid podcast and claim that, you know, it was like a hit that was out on him and that people were like out to get him, like some lady had some vendetta against him and that really was her behind the whole thing. And you know what, listen, I've been in standup for a while. There is a caliber of insane person that just exists in these circles to where I'm inclined to give him the benefit of a doubt with that because there there are crazy motherfuckers in standup just floating around and they are very sensitive and they get easily offended, but not in that woke way where you get offended for a group of people. It, this is like an honor code. You have you have dishonored me and now I'm going to go after you till my dying breath. So get ready because here I come. 
And so maybe maybe he's being truthful about that. But I don't know if you watched that sketch. You should check it out. I mean, it is a questionable, unfunny sketch. I don't know why they did that. And it it's just, you, you know, I don't know what it's like. You're shooting and you're just kind of going through the motions. And, you know, it's easy to not question things when you're so wrapped up in the pursuit of your own fame, I think, that you just don't notice what's going on around you. But goddamn, dude. I mean, there's a scene where this, like kid is in his underwear and he's like jerking off a fire truck somebody had to direct give directions to that kid to do that and that kid was like eight which means did they explain to him why what that motion meant was he already familiar with it i don't know enough about young boy sexuality i don't know maybe he's already whatever but you know like i was eight if if an adult told me to do something or or i was shown a thing or whatever i would be curious about it and want to know more and nowadays you don't just you know there's the internet before somebody would show you something you would just kind of you would just be in the dark in your room just pondering like what what was that you know but now it's a quick google search away to a whole world of porn you know but he could accidentally stumble upon with the the right Google search word combo. And then there's another scene where the kids like spread eagle. It's fucking weird. It's a weird, weird, weird sketch. Ari Spear plays a pedophile in the sketch. I don't know, man, you should check it out because it is, uh, I don't, why the fuck would they do that? What, why would you not, I don't know, feel weird about it and say something, right? I think it's, it's a, it's human folly. It's a human weakness, you know, to, to be so wrapped up in the pursuit of your own advancement in something, in your in the the pursuit of fame, I think especially that I think it just blinds you to what the hell's going on around you. And I also think that you know you you get this sense that if you just stay focused on making it in comedy, for example, that uh, nothing can touch you, right? Because all you're focused on is fame and fortune, so. If you keep the uh, the blinders on, you know you, nothing's gonna touch you. Nobody's nobody can fuck with you. But while you're doing that, you're you're blind, right? You can't see in your peripherals that there are kids in their underwear dancing around. But then if you are like that, if you are aware of kids in their underwear dancing around, and that you don't want to be around that, um, then that's probably the kind of personality type that cannot be successful in show business. And that's just kind of. I think it takes a special kind of person to be able to do both. I hope. I know. I hope not. Actually, I hope it doesn't take a special kind of person. You know, this is this is all like human nature questions. Questions about like human nature. Like, what are we, and what are we capable of, and what's what's our average? You know, what's our what are what's our uh, batting average when it comes to standing up for what's right while you're trying to also do something for yourself in this world. That's why, you know, I get Christians when they, when they're like, oh, give up the world and just pursue God and all that crap. Cause, cause it's, it it is a fair point. It's like, you know, what you can do is always focus on the right and just make that your, that's your path, you know, focus on the right and what is good and, um, and what is right and here are the rules. We got 10 of them. And those are the right things, right? So all of the things you might run into will fall into these 10 things, even though some of them are just 
stupid. Like, don't covet somebody else's wife, but like, what if you're swingers, right? But you know, whatever. So you follow those rules, you stick to the right, and like, you'll be all right, at least in your soul. But I don't know, dude, because everyone historically that I've read that is just exclusively pursuing the right, they end up pretty fucking broke and sick and alone. So I don't, I don't know that that's right either. I'm, I don't know. I think that's kind of extreme. And I don't think that's right, you know, because in a way you are kind of, tr- you're kind of truncating your own potential so that you, you, I don't know, you build, you're, you're like building a soul for yourself that you can be proud of, but it's like, you're, once you're dead, so what? Once you're dead, who cares about anything? But I do get that at the same time, because there is something about building yourself as a good person, as, as, and it's not even about being good, but there's something about building yourself as a just, fair, uh, righteous person. Not self-righteous, not a douchebag, but like truly trying, not arrogantly, but with all the humility that you can possibly muster and, and just, you know, go for it. Keep your eye on the prize of just, of what's right, what's true. And when you, whenever I've done that in my life, you know, whenever I've been lucky enough or had the, had enough foresight to be like, no, got to do this. This is the right thing. Don't film a sketch with a kid lying spread eagled on the ground in his underwear jerking off a fire truck. Every time I've done that, something in me does feel bigger. Like something in me grows with that. And not in a, um, not in a way, I don't feel any pride necessarily, you know, or anything. It's just like, you just feel like you, you're like broader somehow inside. And I mean, I think people have probably always felt that, and that's probably the basis of a lot of religious, uh, spiritual growth attainment that people pursue. I think it's fair to say that we have that in common as a species, and that's not just a cultural thing. Uh, that broadening of the self, that you're not sure if if like you're actually growing yourself, or if maybe you're just becoming aware of larger parts of yourself, but it does feel important. Right. I was going to say it feels good. It does feel that, but sometimes it doesn't feel that right. Sometimes you, you get bigger inside from something tragic. It just feels important. It feels like an, like momentous. Yeah. Like I get, I get Christians with that. I, I, uh, I agree with it. Actually, I think it's a good inclination. We should have more of that in today's society. I think that's lacking. There's too much distraction into smaller things because of the nature of our economy. You know, it's it, the nature of the economy is to use media to kind of pigeonhole you into smaller spaces, right? F- to really hyper-focus you into interests, like specific uh, little quirks and kinks and tastes, you know, and things you want to stick up your butthole and like, what do you want to put up your nose? And hey, what do you want on your eyes? You know, and hey, what about your hair? You want to change, you know, really specific things because that's, that's just how markets work, right? It's just people are constantly trying to find little things now to get a niche in so that they can, you know, so that they can convince you to buy something. But it's just so antithetical to that broadening of yourself. That's, you know, that's that's been written about in a lot of 
ways by philosophers and religious icons and people that are both and all that crap, right? But I don't know. I think it's just like a perpetual paradox of what we, what our minds experience on the inside of us, right? On the inside of us, there's no end to you. You are a god. Or if that's too much for you, you are a part of God, right? Or like you are God's child or what, like in his image, right? But whatever is inside of you, it's like limitless, right? And if you go far enough inside of you, you can even sense something higher than you, right? Like, like a goal that something inside of you is always kind of growing towards, like it's like you're a tree and it's the sun. That is something that they can't sell you you know what i mean that is something that they can't take they can't sell they can't break it up they can't tap into i think they want to now in ways that are particular to the digital experience you know the metaverse and all that you know kind of preoccupying parts of your internal experience with uh media immersive media, you know, augmented reality and all that. I don't know if they'll succeed. I don't think that anything's off the table when it comes to control. But at the same time, there's a consent. You know, you have to consent to it. You consent to it. By that, I mean, like, you have to interact with the marketing. You have to interact with whatever they're trying to sell you about your internal experience. I don't know how, what, what that'll take form as, like... Kind of like, I think, like other kin, right? Like people who think that they're dragons and elves and that they have, a, uh, that they're angels and that they used to be this and we, everybody belong to a different universe and in another dimension, you know? I think that's like the prototype to what's coming. It's uh, people f- now being able to cosplay inside. You, your, your cosplay, your soul can be cosplayed now and turned into, but it's not real, but it is symbolic, if you pretend you're a dragon your whole life, I mean, there's a journey in that. There's a narrative about that that maybe might lend itself to the broadening thing I was talking about. I don't know. I don't know. All right? Are you happy? I don't, I don't fucking know. I've, this is like the, the edges of what I know about what the fuck I'm talking about. I think my whole point was like, don't be a pedophile, you know? Don't be a pedophile. And, um... Ari Spears, Tiffany Haddish, you guys are suspect. And, um, you know, don't touch kids because watch Soft White Underbelly and you'll see. Like, everybody that's on Skid Row, and there are Skid Rows all over around the country, okay? Skid Row's just, like, the famous one, you know? But there are little Skid Rows everywhere, like a little Italy, but with meth in every in every state that has a major city, or B city even, all those people that pass you by and they're irate and they're messed up and they're on drugs and they're this and that and like you're just you're just so over having to walk by them over and over again and like oh you know like like why do these people you know it's like fight don't don't get angry at them get angry at the pedophiles because they're the ones that did it mostly most for the most part it's like get these uncles these like suspicious little uncles that uh moms keep living their kids with and then I'm wondering why their kid is fucking on heroin when they're 12 you know yeah I mean it's hard not to think about pedophile if you go online that's kind of that's people talk about that so much and you know hey you know whatever hey look it's like kid touching it's awful so why wouldn't you freak out about that 
between pedophilia and uh, environmental disaster. And uh, I mean, it's just crisis after crisis. But I think you should go after those pedophiles. I saw this um, Latinos take a DNA test YouTube video. That was a hard eye roll. It was such... What a bunch of losers, honestly. They took the DNA test and... Let me tell you something. You've seen Latinos, right? You've seen us, right? Look at me, okay? Uh, what what, what racial background do you think I might have, right? I want you to guess, because I've done Ancestry.com. I know what it is, okay? Uh, for me, it's... What was it? It's like 40% uh, African, right? Um, no, no, 35% African, uh, 65% percent uh some fucking thing like mostly spanish you know and uh like one percent jew and um scottish irish british you know what i mean but a little sprinkle here and there of like other people right and then the african continent it's like mostly benin togo and all that right west africa it's like i am i am the embodiment of the atlantic slave trade okay and is it any surprise? Why wouldn't I be? You know what I'm saying? Like, hello, do you know where we come from? We're from the Americas. We are uh, mestizos, criollos, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. Okay, we're uh, multicultural mixed. It's like a whole stew over there. And these kids took this DNA test and acted surprised at the level of white that they were. Listen, okay, whoever the fuck, I want to talk to these kids right now. Whoever the hell told you that you were white, even though you're blonde, natural blonde, that person is misleading you. Don't listen to their recommendations about anything, not what college you can go to, not what career you should think about, because that person's a moron and I don't care if they're your mom, they're an idiot, okay? And... If they're your friend, also get new friends, okay? I don't know who who's telling Latino kids that they are just, you know what it is? It's like, right now, you just want to think that you're the coolest part of whatever being Latino is that everyone likes right now. So every Latino who's like too light-skinned to be black wants, is just like fingers crossed hoping that they're just indigenous. And it's like, motherfucker, listen. Okay, especially if you're from the Caribbean. Uh, there were no indigenous people left after a while. Very quickly, all right? So it is mostly mixed black and white. You got Dutch, you got Spanish, you know what I mean? You got like West African, East African. You got a ton of people. You got, if you're Dominican, you got, um, you got Middle Eastern. You know, when the Ottoman Empire fell, a bunch of Jordanians fled to the Dominican Republic. Uh, when... Nazi Germany ha was happening. A bunch of Jews fled to the Dominican Republic. They, we are mixed. There are lots of Asians there. I mean, the Americas is where every refugee, criminal, uh, former Nazi, uh, Bonnie and Clyde motherfucker, just every every pol like a Polish farmer, you know, like everybody has it fled to Latin America. Okay, they that's where you go. 
okay when you when like they don't want to let you in in the north or something you know when it's too much of a hassle or you got to run from the law or something and that's where you go so we're everything so yeah part of that is european and um and it's not even all the uh spanish conquistadors it's a lot of different people who came at many stages i, I don't understand like dude latino kids are the most fucked up racially you know when it comes to race in this country th than any other ethnicity they are so messed up because of so much so many different like culturally um so it's like so much grift you know so many people trying to market to latinos that they're this that they're that that they're fucking that they're caliente you know and like fucking drums and shit that they don't know what the fuck they are you know it's like yeah I think, and it's like most Latinos are just American anyway. I'm American. And I, you know, I speak fluent Spanish. I've lived in, I went to high school in Dominican Republic. I'm American though. When I went over there, that was the big wake up call for me was when I was called, first of all, you know, DR is 80% black. I was called uh, Blondie as a nickname and also Gringa as a nickname. Okay. So, you, you know, you don't, whatever you think you are as a Latino, probably not what you look like to other people okay cut the fucking delusion accept and embrace the complexity of your racial background including the white one and cut the shit seriously it's fucking bullshit i don't know man it's like that that stupid latinos take a dna test was so annoying they're like they're going oh oh no i didn't know i was 60 percent Spanish is fucking bitch has like fucking gray eyes, you know? It's like, what do you think? She's like lighter than me. What do you think you are? What do you think happened? What the fuck? You th what do you think you are? Pocahontas? You idiot? You know what? It's really clear when someone's indigenous, like more predominantly indigenous. You know what I mean? Like you can tell, okay? They're all over the place. They're mostly from uh, Mexico, El Salvador, you know, whatever, Honduras, Ecuador, whatever. But like you can see it, the cheekbones, you know, the phenotype, the hair. OK, you got curly hair. You got something else going on. I'm sorry. OK, and it's probably like Italian. It's not what you want it to be. Get over it. Get over it. Anyway, other than that, um, I've been gearing up for my first season of gardening. I'm going to be gardening some vegetables. I got that going on for me, and that's pretty cool. And I have been um, ordering a bunch of plants and really learning about all this stuff. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy because if you don't know what you're doing, you end up spending a lot of money. So I've been really trying to not do that. And luckily, I'm in Texas right now, so they have a lot of compost and mulch and stuff that you can get for dirt cheap literally it's dirt it's cheap uh at like cattle farms and stuff like that but the thing is i don't know how to get to them so so far i've been just buying soil off of amazon i mean it's awful and i don't want to do that actually so i'm doing it for one i'm making two raised beds i'm growing tomatoes in one potatoes in the other so what i want to do is make two raised beds one's going to be wood the other one's going to be uh steel and I'm going to fill them up with soil. I'm going to compost, mulch, the whole thing. 
then I'm just going to manually water them. I mean, it's going to be a bitch because Texas is constantly in a state of drought. It's hot as hell over here. The sun is the special. I feel like the sun moved here. The sun moved to Austin along with everybody else who came here because it, li- it definitely feels like it lives here and then just shines on the rest of the world because this place is hot. And I have been to the desert of Jordan. I went to the Dead Sea and even there, the sun does not feel like it feels here. This is a different thing. It's like oppressive. If It feels like the sun is your neighbor, you know, and a really annoying one who's way too hot. And I wish he would chill and cool off a little bit. But I tried growing some potatoes. I put them right in the sun. And I mean, I had French fries by the end of the week. And then it just became a pulpy, shitty mess. So I don't, I'm not even sure how I'm going to prevent that from happening to these guys that I got. I got, you know, I ordered uh, tomato vines and um, I got, I grew some potatoes from, um, from the eyes myself. And they're, they're about ready to maybe put in some dirt before I put them in the bed. And I got some carrots. I got corn. Um, I got um, marigolds because that, that like keeps away pests. I'm going to build one of the raised beds. And I don't know, it's going to be crazy, but I have a plan and that's why I'm doing it. Wish me luck. I'm going to try to figure out how to garden. I've been volunteering at some farms around here and stuff. I mean, that dude, that is backbreaking work. I mean, I know, I know like people know that, but you should try it. You know, like you should try what that feels like. So maybe you have a little sympathy for migrant workers. I don't know, because dude, these people, I don't even understand why you would want to do this to yourself because it's just too hot it's it's way too hot they should just farm at night why the fuck do they do it in the daytime i have i don't even know i would go three in the morning dude three to eight in the morning let's let's farm you know let's do it let's have some whiskey let's have some farming let's get some um let's get some headlights you know let's get some uh flashlights and whatever and just work lights and shit and just put them up around the perimeter and just farm at night because that is the only way to escape this fucking sun and uh it's probably gonna be an issue with watering but i'll figure that out i mean i'll just fucking i'll wake up in the morning i'll just water i'll water them every day i'll figure it out um but yeah the sun is the only thing i'm worried about i feel like the sun is gonna burn these plants to a crisp the minute i leave them outside so i'm just kind of worried about that i don't know dude and then I got to start, you know, cruising around cow farms and trying to get their shit from them. You know, literally like, do you guys get any manure? Yeah. And so I'm just going to be one of those crazy eccentric ladies who's just kind of like cruising around in her lowrider for some cow shit. But uh, I'm excited to embark on this new journey of of uh, whatever stage of adulthood this is. Yeah, I'll keep you updated on that, on what... Once I'm done, because I'm, I'm going to build the beds out this weekend. So I'll just update you next week. I'll let you know what's going on. And uh, yeah, I found some good YouTube channels for gardening too. It's been really helpful. Like Epic Gardening. That's a really good one. It's like this Filipino guy. And um, and then I found uh, some crazy lady who lives in Texas who grows like Thai peppers in the summer. She's insane, but I like her. And uh, yeah, so anyway. That's where I'm at. And uh, on top of that, you know, reading books, still plugging away at Adam Smith. I'm about to finish it, though. I'm going to finish it this weekend, actually. I'm kind of over it. I want to move on to something else. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. 
that was the podcast. Um, that's all I have to say for that's what I have to yell at you about today was all that. Mm, yeah. So I don't know. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. And if you like it, just, uh, you know, follow me, like it, subscribe, keep in touch, reach out. Let me know if you're gardening. Let me know what you're doing. You got any advice about where to get some cheap dirt, mulch, uh, how to build a raised bed. I mean, hell yeah, dude, let me know because I don't know shit and I'm learning now and I'm probably going to ruin it this season, but you know, there's always next season. I also got to start building a compost pile. So I don't know. What do I do there? Do I just take a dump outside and just throw cardboard on it? Who knows? I'll let you know how that works. So yeah, thanks again. And that's it. Have a wonderful, wonderful life. Goodbye.